there was an old legend about the pirates and the treasure, that sunken treasure that was in this area. So he bought it so he could actually hunt this sunken treasure um, on that big rock formation that I was that I was mentioning is a cave. And at certain times of the year, the cave's accessible, sometimes more accessible, sometimes less, mm -hmm. and only a couple months where it's not, where it's got water in it. Only ground. accessible by boat. Well, you can walk around. You can walk around. Oh, yeah, you can walk around to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, certain times, you know, the, the tides shift and, mm -hmm. the, and it changes. Sometimes you can go back like 150 feet into this cave. But supposedly, as you know, the history of this entire area was the pirates. Mm -hmm. So supposedly there's treasure there somewhere. Greg just never got around to looking for it. He says someday. <laughs> Welcome to the Nick Fong Podcast. As the broker and owner of Ronaval Real Estate, Nick has spent nearly 20 years in Baja, California, sir. And in this podcast, he'll be talking everything Baja, from food and culture to real estate and property management. And now, here's your host, Nick Fong. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Cindy Williams, thanks for joining. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> um, so I wanted you on the podcast because there's been a lot of continued activity on the Pacific side. Um, actually, you just closed a big parcel there in Cerritos. We did. Took a while. It was a little, little hectic from time to time, but we did a beautiful parcel that we were referencing as Cerritos Sueños. Mm -hmm. Um, 30,000 meters with 200 meters of, or 200 meters of beach front. It's beautiful, beautiful. And price per square meter was, I think, around 200 a meter, right? Uh -huh. yeah. And that was priced before the market started to go even further, further north. <laughs> yeah. So that's in Cerritos, and you also launched that project, Vista Sol. Vista Sol's doing quite well. I'm very impressed. Actually... Those developers are mind-blowing in the sense that they don't mess around. We've already got the pads built, and we're starting construction next week, actually, for foundations. How many sales have happened? Uh, we've got five under contract, mm -hmm. um, two contracts out. They, we've done this, the evolving, oh, yes, I'm in, oh, yes, I'm out. So we did the evolving pre-construction kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's busy. Yeah, and yeah. you're planning a phase two to the project? Also? Permits, we've just filed for the permits for phase two. We should have permits in two months. Already did a price increase over? Oh, the yeah. The new, the new phase will start at 325 Initial prices in phase one were? 298 mm -hmm. Yeah. Now they're 298 but they, they were, were 289 sorry. And then we had to bump them just because of the peso fluctuation, mm -hmm. not because of greed. So, That's yeah. interesting, no, that the Mexican peso has gained strength against <laughs> the U.S. dollar. Well, it's good. It's good for Mexico. It's great for Mexico. It's not good for people building right now in dollars. Yes. Correct. So. All yeah. right. Well, I, I wanted you to also have the opportunity to tell everyone about a new developer parcel that really people know, but they may not know the name. They yeah. certainly know the location because of its visual presence. Yes. What's that project? 
Well, not project, that property. Yeah, it's, um, it's called Rancho Gasparino. It's one of the most amazing properties, I believe, that we have all along the entire Pacific coast in the sense that it is exactly between Toto Santos Cerritos and Cabo San Lucas, smack in the middle. You can't miss this property. Nobody does in the sense that on the beach side, heading towards Toto Santos, is a huge rock formation, a cliff rock formation. And then right below it is an entire palm tree huerta of of palm trees. So that's, that's Rancho Gasparino, Oceanside. Directly across from it is what we call Rancho Gasparino Mountainside. Mm-hmm. And prior to the highway going through, it was one whole solid ranch, 42 acres. The owner has had that property for a number of years. Almost 45 years. And he bought it because, do you know why? Actually, yeah. I never asked him. I do know why. why did you- First of all, you got to know the owner. I adore him. He's hysterical. But he has so much history and so much knowledge and he spent a lot of time in Hawaii. That's where he launched a bunch of businesses, an international businessman forever. But he wanted to hunt. There was an old legend about the pirates and the treasure, that sunken treasure that was in this area. So he bought it so he could actually hunt this sunken treasure um, on that big rock formation that I was that I was mentioning is a cave. And at certain times of the year, the cave's accessible, sometimes more accessible, sometimes less, mm-hmm. and only a couple months where it's not, where it's got water in it. Only ground. accessible by boat. Well, you can walk around. You can walk around? Oh, yeah, you can walk around to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, certain times, you know, the, the tides shift and, mm-hmm. the, and it changes. Sometimes you can go back like 150 feet into this cave. But supposedly, as you know, the history of this entire area was the pirates. Mm-hmm. So supposedly there's treasure there somewhere. Greg just never got around to looking for it. He says someday. <laughs> okay, so he bought this 45 years yeah. ago almost, and the property has a lot of, like a thousand palm trees. He planted all of this. He's trying to, from the Hawaii side of his thing, he's trying to do like a an agricultural, uh, what would be the word I'm looking for? Experimental area. Mm-hmm. So he's brought a few of the native plants from Hawaii, some breadfruit, which I don't know anything about, but Greg knows a lot. And then he's brought some different types of some vegetation. In the meantime, he planted all those palms, I think like 15 years ago. And he keeps planting more. He's got a black bamboo on there that I had never seen in my life, and I'm just drooling, which he promises to give me some. But So different plants and different vegetation. I mean, with a thousand palm trees, just the palm tree value is in the millions. Well, I'd say a minimum of $2 million in palm trees we have there on the property, yeah. Wow. They're mature. They produce. Yeah. So the, the point, I like to call it the point, right. the Rancho Gasparino Point. I, I actually think the property should be called the point yeah, because the point of that prominence of um, it's like a hundred feet high or something. It is a hundred feet high. It's beautiful, and it's the easiest walk there is. It's actually so level to get to the top that mm-hmm. you don't even know you just climbed a hill. And it's a great site for a developer that would want to do a hotel, a restaurant, mm-hmm. a really interesting incorporation of the community but as you mentioned on the highway side of the property 
Yeah. On the other side of the highway, a lot of times those areas get robbed of the view or oh, it's oh, less yeah. valuable, but that's not the case. Is the it? view from the other side of the highway is equally, if not better than the actual view of the, the beach side. And in fact, the beach side sea level, right? On the other side, we're raised a good, what, you've been out there with right. me, 20, 30 feet. Yep. We overlook the entire beach above anything that's going to be built, really. And we can see the coastline for miles in each direction. What I liked is there's that bridge on the north side, yeah. right, of the property. And the bridge is there because there's an arroyo. So mm -hmm. The arroyo creates this nice natural barrier from the neighboring property. But then also, nothing is ever going to get built in that mm -hmm. arroyo. So you get nice view lines, yeah. even on the other side of the property. Yeah, the views are spectacular. And then I know we didn't, you didn't go back there with me, but I've been back there a lot of times. As you know, in that area, there's a lot of either equestrian mm -hmm. or um, off-roading. You know, the four-by-fours mm -hmm. or, or the side-by-sides and, mm -hmm. and things. And if you travel back just about a quarter of a mile, that dead ends into the mountains there with, a, with almost a year-round waterfall. A waterfall, a quarter mm -hmm. mile up the arroyo. Yeah, just not up the arroyo, up the actual ro access Oh, road. yeah, the access road. Yeah, to a beautiful <clears throat> waterfall. So a lot of times we all just take picnics and go back there. The arroyo also, I think, adds value to the mountainside project in the sense that you can access the beach. So you're not crossing a highway. Hey, thanks for being a part of the Nick Fong podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest updates. And if you're watching this on our social channels, please like and share. And if you want to be featured or you want me to talk on a certain topic, food, activities, culture, real estate in the Baja, drop a comment. So you go down into the Arroyo, go under the bridge. Under the bridge, just like we do on all, all the mm -hmm. other bridges or whatever, the puentes, right? Aren't yep. they called puentes? Puentes, yeah, puentes. bridges in Spanish. Yeah, and so anyway, I think that adds a big value to the mountainside of the development area in the sense that you can use that equestrian. I see this, I would love to see an equestrian property anyway, equestrian mm -hmm. development go on, but it, it does give you value to that mountainside. How many acres are we talking on that mountainside? On the mountain side, we're 27. All right. And on the ocean side? We are acres. You're throwing me with acres. Acres are yeah. hectares? <laughs> we're 12. 12? 12 yeah. acres approximately? Oh, 17. Sorry. 17? We're, we're now 7.5 hectares uh -huh. on the beach side. All right. So we're about 17 acres. Okay. And how many lineal meters of oceanfront? 350. Okay. So 350 meters of oceanfront. 17 acres on the ocean side, another 27, 25 20, acres? 20, actually, what we calculated was 24. 24 yeah. acres on the mountainside, ocean views. Um, what's the price of this property? Okay, so we have actually three offerings mm -hmm. as a whole, as the both sides, as, a, as an entire development area, the whole ranch would be 13 million. 950,000. Right. And or we're offering the options of just the ocean side mm -hmm. or just the mountain side. 
At just the ocean side, we're at eleven million nine fifty. Okay. Just the mountain side, four million seven hundred fifty thousand. Okay. So you've got a two million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars savings if you buy the entire ranch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why do you think this area of the Pacific Corridor hasn't been developed when we see Rancho San Lucas, Diamante on the Cabo side of the Pacific mm -hmm. Corridor, and then we see Cerritos, Pescadero, right, on mm -hmm. the northern side of the Pacific Corridor before we get to Todos Santos? Why is that? You know, honestly, I think it's just like every, every growth thing that we see it's kind of like a sprawl mm -hmm. where it starts at the central hub of where the development is and slowly goes in a direction mm -hmm. so right now where we're at is Toto Santos Cerritos on fire heading down towards Elias Calles and Cabo San Lucas heading up towards the Magrino and they're going to meet in the middle eventually yeah as we all know and this property is in that middle, middle it is that. smack in the middle Exactly. You know what it's like? It's like the Cabo Corridor in El Tule. Exactly. It's exactly what it was. Now look at it. But so tell everyone El Tule in the Los Cabos Corridor is yeah. smack in the middle. Smack in the middle. But remember when there was absolutely nothing, nothing between Cabo and San Jose? Right. Now look, as the sprawl comes, the sprawl comes, the sprawl comes, everything's going to meet in the middle. So if somebody comes in and does... This development in here, which I see so many things. I mean, your mind can just go crazy when you look at this. The beauty of this, to me, as a developer from a developer background, is the proximity to the ocean. Mm -hmm. So, as you know, like in Cerritos or Magrino, we travel pretty far down dirt roads. Like a mile. Reach, uh, yeah. Where this one is off the highway immediately. So, imagine the buses bringing, you know, the tourists and, you know, dropping in at their hotel, their big five-star resort or something, boom, they just pull in the gates and they're there. I see. Yeah, because on the property, if you're driving on the highway, you're just like 100, 200 meters maybe, yes. right, to the ocean. To the ocean. You can see the ocean. You can um, turn off, take a left, mm -hmm. if you're coming from Cabo, right to the ocean. Or you could go right and you're on the mountainside right. of the property. immediately. Both of them, easy accessibility from a developer's standpoint. Those are the things that actually makes make sense because it cuts your cost tremendously. Right. Tremendous you, cost. The infrastructure, the uh, road. Infrastructure, everything. Any other owners along that yeah. path to your oceanfront property? Right. What would you put, I have my ideas, what would you put on either side of the highway, right on the highway? Commercial. And absolutely some kind of, because we need commercial facilities. Really, we need a, um, a gas station somewhere. <laughs> Let me tell you how many times I forget to check because I'm racing out of Cerritos and I get down the, the road 10 miles and realize, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. And I have to turn around and go to Pescadero for gas. Correct. Serious story. <laughs> yeah. 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 And just a simple commercial plaza uh -huh. with the normal stuff that you would find. Restaurants, Services, banks, mm -hmm. right? Because there is a lot of growth going out, on out there in that area that people aren't recognizing. Magrino is developing. Mm -hmm. Elias Calles is starting to go. Just as I predicted, I said five years, and it's right now we're right on the money, getting the focus in Elias Calles. Tell us about services. You know, any developer is going to want to know electricity, water. Yeah, um, absolutely. We're still off the grid at this time. We do have a private well that um, we 
long story short, we had more Milagros. Now we're going back and in, in, um, working on that. So we do have three Milagros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Milagros. Right now, um, with the promise of probably getting the 50 that we originally had back. However, I don't see any approvals on that property without a desal plan. Now, people get excited. Oh, that's millions. I'm like, no, if you really look at it, desal plants, depending on the amount of density that we have, can be as low as $250,000. So I, I don't like people to react to that. Power is still quite a bit down the, the road, um, coming faster through Cerritos. I mean, it's moving south. And we've got estimates at about three hundred to 350000 to bring the CFE in. And probably from either direction, actually. Right, right. So really, from a water and electricity standpoint, to have services at the doorstep, we're talking under a million dollars. Oh, for sure. So when you, if you're going to buy as a developer, 11, 13 million, right? 13 million dollars? 39, yeah. You know, less than a million dollars to bring that infrastructure, the services. Well, you get to sell a few palm trees and you'll be good. There you sell, go. sell half the palm trees <laughs> and get the all the palm services. trees and you have all your services. That's yeah. an interesting play. Well, you got to think outside the box, right? right. <laughs> so it's not just the real estate you're buying, but you're buying the vegetation yeah. that sits on it. Yeah, I know. And people are paying. I could be wrong even on my assessment of $2,000 a tree right now, to yeah. be honest. Well, so, and then some of the other exotic plants that are on that property. The exciting thing is the property already has the highway signage Yes, and it's being properly displayed so people can call you and inquire for more information. But we're planning to do an event there in May. I know. I'm really excited about that one. I think it's going to be beautiful. May is a perfect time too. Fantastic. Cindy, thanks for telling us a little bit about Rancho Gasparino. I'd like to call it the point. (laughs) And um, as development continues to sprawl in Baja Sur, developers are looking for the next best thing. And if you're looking for the next best thing on the Pacific Corridor, this is definitely a place to pay particular attention to. I just don't know how you can pass that by at the price point that it's at. It's just too phenomenal of a property, honestly. And I think next time, maybe you should bring the actual owner of 40 years with all his history on to talk to you because it's fun. All right. Work on that. Ask Greg if he's willing to join us. I know he will. He'll tell us all about the history of Rancho Gasparino. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronaval Real Estate. And follow Nick on Instagram at NickFong underscore Ronaval. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at Ronaval.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.